Welcome to Inside a Boat, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Dave Jones, and we I'm excited about today's guest. We've had him on uh, multiple times. We come on here and we talk our mess about uh, what's happening in the in the real estate industry. And, and you know, and we it's 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 just a good conversation. It's a real authentic conversation. And today's going to be really authentic because I haven't talked to this man for like six months or whatever. And also but before I get into that, I want to talk about the real uh, the data on the market real quick in Pierce County. Um, but before I do that, even make sure you subscribe, hit that little link. It takes you two seconds to subscribe. We always try to bring you some good information. All right. So first things first, let's look at the market. Uh, so I'm just going to focus on months of inventory right now. We've been talking about this in our office, you know, gatherings and things like that. Current month in May. So from 6-1 to 6-19, current day, we have in uh, 1.3 months of inventory based on closed sales. So that is actually up. If we were to take that number um, from last month up to the 19th of what is that what was last month, May. So May 1st through May 19th, we were at 0.8 months of inventory. So we're at 1.3 up to the 19th right now, which is a 59.1% increase. Um, if we were to go back actually a year from 6.1 to 6.19, um, so June 1st to June 19th, last year in 21, we were at 0.5 months of inventory. So actually that's a 168.6% increase. So we're, we're seeing obviously more um, inventory on the market. I think everyone's feeling that. And I think it's not about just the, the, the amount because the amount is, is fine. That's actually still a heavy seller's market, but I think it's the rate at which we've increased is what's throwing people off. So anyway, um, that's 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 quick market data, and that's going to bleed into some of the stuff that we talk about with our guest today. Our guest today is none other than. Well, do you want? Should I do that? Should I do the actual intro? Like, okay, so this person is, uh, you know, the CTO of Weston, Maine, in Denver, Colorado, where it started, but also now they have other offices and other locations, and he'll tell us about those. Greg Fisher, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. All right, that was a great uh, intro. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm wondering if we even talked since the last time we were on here. It's like, this is how we catch up. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I, I haven't like physically seen you in probably, I don't know how long. I think it was, I can't even remember the last time. I don't know. What was it? I don't know, man. We're going to have to fix that. I <laughs> know, exactly. Um, so thank you. First of all, thank you for coming on because I just hit you up like last week, end of, end of the week. And I was like, man, we're overdue for, for a pod. And then this morning, it just came together. It's Juneteenth. Uh, we're observing Juneteenth, which was mon- uh, yesterday and Father's Day as well. And yeah, man, I made an almond joy joke about Father's Day. I wasn't meaning to be like, you know, I-, I had a great Father's Day. I think it's a very important day, but I was just making a joke about it being the almond joy of hol- holidays. And I you was know, saying that, that could go either way because I don't like almond joys. They're the last candy I eat. No, no, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, Milky Way or Three Musketeers. Yeah, yeah. But I'm always <laughs> hunting. Uh <laughs> like i can eat an almond anytime it's, it gets in the way of the chocolate you know <laughs> yeah no but um so greg fisher cto you guys have you've been really busy this year and we were just talking about like how leading up to this year our first half of the year has been all about getting lakewood open too so we, we've both kind of been in a similar boat in terms of just getting getting some things running what's been happening in the western main world well, before I get to that, I mean, happy Father's Day, man. I mean, look, <laughs> thank you. I've been around you and your kids, man. I, I love watching you all um, and seeing how you approach uh, your fathership. And so uh, happy Father's Day to you, man. Thanks, uh, man. 
I'm a father figure to some kids. Uh, my present yesterday is a Questlove book, Music is History. Ooh. So, um, I thought that was, I mean, I've never really, you know, celebrated a Father's Day for myself. This is a new development for me. Yeah. So I was like, damn, you know. That's, that's dope. And you're a drummer, right? So that's. Yeah. yeah. I've, loved I've loved him for a long time. Followed him because of that. And just because, um, you know, especially growing up on the East Coast, when we were kids in high school, college, you know, the Roots played, they would play oh. the most obscure West Virginia, you know, community college. Uh, they played everything. They played parties. Um, yeah. We knew about them when we were kids, you know, just in the sticks of Maryland. So um, right. I just thought that was cool. So that was my father's name, yeah. Yeah. And they, and they, they opened up a whole new genre. I remember hearing um distortion of static a long time ago like and i had never heard anything like that you know fusing real live instrumentation with actual emceeing um you know you might have had that at a show or something specifically for that show to have the band at the concert but like not an album and that's like how the whole band was formed because hip-hop was typically an MC and a dj you know, like the DJ on the wheels. And, and then you had the MC, whereas now it was like, no, I got a band, you know, and that was, that was, I mean, I'll never forget how they just blew my mind. And it was, I mean, that, to this day, they're one of the probably, greatest you know, ever. So it probably ruined me for other hip hop shows, honestly. Yeah. 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 Oh, that, that was like <laughs> my first experience. I was like, dude, I was like 12, 13, 14. Yeah. I saw this stuff. Otherwise we were doing like punk shows and, you know, yeah. Um, in the boonies and uh yeah i just thought that was crazy so i i loved and you know i got glimpses of his doc that he did so you know i feel like it's going to be a good read um, yeah well yeah and, and sorry folks that are listening this is this is us just riffing and just we haven't talked in a long time so we, we talk about this kind of question. yeah oh yeah yeah so my other question and congratulations is um you open a new office um, yeah. in lakewood which i, I kind of had to look and be like did you open one right by your house um but it looks to be you know about equidistant mm -hmm. uh, but congratulations on that that's incredible yeah, thanks man yeah no we we're, the whole point of uh lakewood abode obviously well there's a lot of things happening there um we we abode was never meant to be a really really big brokerage i mean you know this we, we our aim wasn't to be big everyone's business models are different or why they go into it um, our aim was never to be big. And so the next move had to be really specific and really um, intentional, you know, and I felt like it took us some time to get to the place where this this came up. Um, so we had our business partners, um, Kevin and then Jasmine, who was managing one of Kevin's offices, also wanted to be in ownership. And she now is the first black woman owner in Windermere history, um, opening up this Lakewood office with with uh, Jasmine as a business partner. So um, that was really important to us. I think, um, you know, just doing it just to do it to expand wasn't necessarily, we want to just, all we want to do is take care of our people and, you know, and mm -hmm. help them build their business and grow. Um, and so, yeah. And it's an opportunity, you know, because we're, we have more like-minded people. Luckily we had starting off with some amazing, amazing agents, like just people who are just, mm -hmm. you know, aligned, in terms of values and all that. And, um, but also just really excited to you and I, you'll get this. The, it's kind of like real world too. Like, you know, like how you, you start real, you know, real world one, never, nothing yep. will ever be real world one ever again. Right. Yep. Um, but real world two 
you know, it's going to be its own, it'll have its own characters and its own thing, but we share the same values. It's the same, yeah. you know, and we, it's all set up world, you know, Windermere boat old town was never been done. Like we'd never done it before. So no one really knew what they were getting into. Um, we did me and Ann had the vision, but uh, you know, and then now this one, there already is kind of a set vision. So it's now it's just time to, you know, see what we can do to add to that. So I'm excited. That's exciting. And it's, uh, you know, a little different maybe than how some people look at this stuff, you know, there's, you know, a whole sect of, you know, companies out there that are like, well, you know, it's all virtual and we're all, you know, in the metaverse and nobody needs it. <laughs> and we've just always, you know, not taking it too seriously and just kind of said, well, like, where are we going to hang out and have parties and let our agents <laughs> do events and like, right. Did. And, uh, you know, maybe print some copies and keep some signs around. Or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's always, uh, you know, it's fun over these last couple of years, people look at us like we're crazy and we're like, yeah. first of all, we've, we've struck the best real estate deals we've ever made on commercial properties. Um, mm-hmm. Second of all, like we're a culture based organization. And mm-hmm. That's how we, that's where we meet with our people. Yep. And so for people wondering why we connect, it's because of that. You know, I think, um, you know, you, Stacy, and the team, you guys have just, you know, culture is huge for, I know that you guys care about that a bunch and we've just been great. It's been fun watching you guys grow. And so where have you, where's the first place that you have expanded into or where, this year, what have you been working on? Yeah. Or can you so, even talk about it? Yeah. So, um, you know, we opened up in Bend, Oregon. And actually when we talked last time, um, we were talking about it, but, mm-hmm. um, we acquired an office in Bend and I had worked there a long time with a, a great independent brokerage called Fred. And so, yeah, these last six months, I've just been spending so much time there and it's a little different than opening like a new thing, you know, mm-hmm. kind of all sort of inherit each other, you know, and you're yep. like, well, I'm yep. like this and I'm like this, but we're like this. So like, you know, how do yeah. we, <laughs> how do we meet in the middle? So it's, 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 quite the new challenge um, that we haven't had to do before because usually we just kind of were like, we're here. If you like us, like show up. And um, in this case, you know, we had a hundred people show up (laughs) and, um, you know, so it's been a lot of, you know, putting proof to everything, you know, just saying, Hey, this is what we're about. This is what we do. Um, Yep takes time you know you could say that yeah. that from the rooftops but until someone experiences it it's just you know that's a lot of people man to onboard yeah that's a lot of people um yeah and and you know when i think about this business and opening the offices and stuff you know for us it's like we just want to have a cool place where mm-hmm. people who are really good at this job um or or who have potential to be really good at this job who are kind um mm-hmm you know, want, want to wear a Jersey too. Right. Right. Go on the, the journey that we're going on. And so it's just so humbling to be able to do that. But, you know, in this merging makes it a little different because you're like, Ooh, you know, I really got to pull through and, and, yeah. and, you know, do everything that we say we're going to do. And that's not easy. You know, we're humans, we're small yep. business people <laughs> yep. so, and I'm trying so hard. Uh, we certainly miss a thing or two here and there, but really try not to, you know, but uh, we just love it. So Ben's kind of been my focus the last seven or eight months now. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love being up there and I love, you know, it's, it's a little different there where like, it's not big city. So we're a little bit ahead as far as like some of the trends, 
some of the things yep. that are happening, we can kind of like really bring that into place. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's a small town and local culture too. So yep. you can't shock everybody and be like, we're from Denver, you know, they'll be like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a brewery town. So they're used to that, right? Like the breweries, they've all been acquired, all the little independent breweries, right? Some yep. have been acquired, some haven't. So it's kind of that vibe is like you can't just show up and be like yeah we're cool you know they're like cool we've been here so yeah, yeah. You know, finding that balance is is a little interesting too no it's a bend is a dope place and that's where yeah we floated the river you floated you took our whole family and took us the local route uh floating the river i'll i'll never forget that man that was so fun i need to do that again man that yeah, Bend is Bend is dope. I'm I'm glad that you guys are there because it gives me a re- us a reason to like visit there again. Um because yeah, I I really enjoyed myself there. Um so that's I, I think uh one of the things that I have been really at because I'm in the web3 space too and actually one of the co-founders of one of the NFT projects that uh Brett Memzik was on the show and I had him on here because I wanted people to hear about like starting something new and, and it's kind of similar and I see your guys' business model and I, I love watching you guys grow and like I, I see you guys 10 years from now like literally being a you know like way bigger obviously but it's fun to watch you know good people and good smart people will follow good smart people and watch their growth and it's going to happen and it's going to happen for you guys I can already see it like I see the vision now and I, I'm like oh yeah there's no way it's not going to get there because they have people like you and Stacy driving the bus like it's just going to happen because you guys are smart, intelligent, and can see the ball. You go where the ball is going, not necessarily where it's at. So um, really, really like what I'm seeing with that. Um, well, that's nice to say. And also, let me give one more update on that before. I don't know yeah. if you're uh, taking us to a new direction. But Stacy and Maddie uh, here in Denver just – so on Thursday, I'm going to an opening party. We're opening one more new office um, in Denver and actually in the neighborhood where they started – you know, the company they worked at prior. Oh, um, damn. Starting um, huge neighborhood, the first neighborhood adjacent to downtown, super popular courtyard, trees everywhere, like outdoor space. It is super, super dope. So I can't wait, you know, Thursday, watch the Instagrams. We'll, we'll be having a big old party there, but they worked really hard on that while I was doing this and uh, man, it's, it's cool. And, And it's, I just, you know, want to center it on the reason it's so cool is like we have a space in a great, you know, location next to everything where our agents can do their work or hang yep. out, kick it. And so that's what it's all about. It's not like, oh, we have a new office, like who cares? But we have a new space, like somewhere people want to be. And right. it has all the components of, of being comfortable and fun. So yeah, we'll be there Thursday, man. Next, the way it sounds, man, y'all need to uh, partner with some rest is some like, you know, some, some food truck type folks that might be looking for a space and maybe they can peddle their sandwiches and, and goods and maybe have a, a rotation or something, man. Cause that sounds, that sounds dope. I'm, I'm excited to see the it's space. A really good spot. Um, yeah, man. So I wanted to shift gears into the market and what your thoughts are on that, because I mean, you're seeing a lot in the fact that you guys are in different markets is really, you know, beneficial. I think for a lot of people to listen to not only this, this podcast, but just listen to what you have to say, because you are seeing it from a bunch of different perspectives and different MLSs and things like that. And your, 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 um, your role on the Reso, you know, Reso and all that other kind of stuff. So, you know, we, when we we're talking about the market, we're typically talking about just in our little area, like Pierce County and, and Seattle and Washington, but 
um, you're seeing it state to state. And so what are you seeing um, as a broker? I mean, obviously we all know what the market shift is. You know, we all know the shift, all the things that everyone's talking about. So I'm not going to waste my time on that. You, we were talking before this about waves of the market shift and and the waves. And so, what did you see as the first wave of the market shift? That we, as you know, from a broker perspective, mm-hmm. I like how how you put it that way too. Um, you know, I think the big shift when when I'm looking at stuff, right? Like I look at all the contracts. I'm talking to our agents when they're negotiating deals, when stuff's mm-hmm. going good, when stuff's going bad. Um, but you know, like a year ago, or even a little longer than that we had this environment where everybody's waving inspections or waving, waving appraisals, you know, all of these things. Um, and so I think that's kind of shift wave. Number one is I think that, that stuff starting to decrease. Yep. Um, you know, we're not seeing offer deadlines. This is really inside baseball for, for the agents and the brokers, mm-hmm. you know, we're not seeing offer deadlines. Like the property's listed on Thursday and like <laughs> by Sunday, you know, people yeah. aren't putting that, um, in their listings as often, unless it's a cherry, cherry listing. Before you go on on that, uh, before you move away from that, when, so the psychology of that, like, so what is the, there's kind of like a fine line there. Like, oh, do I, do I get, do I give an offer review date or not? Because if you do give that date and it, and there's no offers there, do, do you see sellers panicking or, you know, buyers maybe saying what's wrong with this house types thing. Is that, is that kind of a struggle that agents are having with that offer? Was that a conversation you've had? Yeah. I mean, if you put it in now and, and you don't have interest, I mean, that's, it, it just doesn't look good. Um, yeah. But you know, in the past it's, it's a tool. I think sometimes that, you know, for the agents, once it gets down to them, it's kind of gimmicks and, and marketing. Yeah. It's, it's a smart thing. You know, you're basically trying to give good notice to the public and to the right. Other and brokers involved, like, Hey, look, we know there's going to be a lot of people in this house, a lot mm-hmm. of people don't want to buy it. And we're just trying to give you a little semblance of like organization. Um, you know, they get a little, uh, it gets a little crazy at times, but that's really what that tool is used for. It's just, I don't know if that tool is needed. I might just have right. a toolbox for a little bit right now. Yeah. It's demand. It's demand driven, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I, I, just thought, I just thought that was interesting because I, I know that for for some, for agents and sellers, that was kind of a, a conversation like, man, do I offer? And that was just when we were in the middle of the shift, you know, now obviously where I think it's pretty clear <laughs> where we are based on the numbers. Yeah. And I think it's because the agents are like, oh, this will, if they're not using it purely as a tool, they're like, oh, this will give people some urgency or whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. you can't manufacture that. Right. We all You're know right. you step back, like people like the house or they don't, they're going to buy it or they're not. An offer deadline isn't going to make them buy it or not. Right it's really that tool for the, for the high demand wave. So. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for that. That That's really helpful. Um, in terms, so in terms of the waves of the market shift, um, so we talked about negotiations and is there anything else, uh, that you're, you saw, like you, you're, you mentioned like offer review dates going away, contingencies not being waived anymore. Yeah, um, is inspections, it, that was crazy, right? Inspections. You always hate. I mean, I just hate to see that as, as a broker, you know, right. Like, and I understand making, you know, deals more attractive. And there's some people, look, I'm not here to over mitigate people's strategies. There are people who are happy to buy a house with, without inspection, if that's what it takes. Um, yeah. I think I would like to see everybody get that opportunity and they didn't get super common, right? You know, I wouldn't say it happened 
a lot, a lot, but it happened enough where, you know, I'd be looking at a file and I was like, all right, I'm, can you please make sure you have documentation that right. the person did not, you know, accepts that they're not going to do this. So I think, you know, that's going to be um, going away. I mean, you know, your days and, and contracts are different everywhere. I'm not familiar with Washington, but, you know, at, at times you'd make these inspection periods, you know, a couple days or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe now that starts to, you know, get longer. And, and yeah. Our, our default is 10, but I haven't seen, we haven't seen 10 in a, in a while. But okay, that's Oregon too. I, f- I have a feeling we'll kind of start seeing ten. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that which which is fair, you know. I mean, and, and w- when you think of man, just thinking about that, like the template or the the it's ten days. Like we weren't even. I mean, that's a long. That's a nice long period of time, and I th- I hope we get back to that. You know, like I think that that's healthy. I think that that's healthy for a buyer. I we've always talked about when we're doing real estate, like the client who the buyer, like who's, who's on the buyer side of things. I think we talked about this in another podcast, like how much value are we bringing to the buyer? And is this a great experience for them? And if it's, if they don't have time to check, kick the tires on the place, like, and have to make this rushed decision. I just, I just feel like we're getting more back to a healthy place as opposed to, you know, wanting this like frothy market. Yeah. And, and you can forget cause it's been a while now too. Mm-hmm. You know, plus we're in, you know, COVID and just psychologically everybody's yeah. <laughs> in some weird space or another. So, you know, it certainly got to, to a spot. So I hope so. I think we'll kind of move to, um, I think that first way is really these, these contingencies loosen up, the days loosen up, mm-hmm. uh, not as much demand to, to waive all of these things or, you know, to rush, you know, you don't have to write the offer on the hood of the car or, or whatever, stuff like that. Right. Right. And then do you have another wave? You think you're going to see other things that 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 are a result of that or an outcome of some of those negotiations? What else do you see? Yeah. So, I mean, look, we're already seeing price drops everywhere now. You know, I think it's always important to put context around that and go, all right, we're seeing price drops, but we've, we've also been doing this 20 percent a year you know, crazy. <laughs> right. So you, you have to think about price growth slowing versus you know, we were at somewhere for five years and now we're on a downhill turn, you know, we're, we're pumping the brakes. Right. Um, the price drops is, is certainly part of it, but, um, you know, I think those prices are going to be tested. The days on market um, are certainly going to be tested, but not to, not to the, you know, ends of the earth. I mean, there are right. lots of people. We, one of the things that, you know, always hit on with our agents is this millennial cohorts, the largest population, demographic that's ever existed um Mm -hmm. and especially those couple of years between 32 and 35 which is the first time home buyer age um so very very tough to to slow demand out of millions and millions of people in a cohort who who have the need um housing so um but i do see you know prices down a little bit days on market going up a little bit um that stuff's gonna happen that that's next you know it's already happened a little bit but that's certainly that's where we're headed yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good insight. And I think that that's what we're seeing up here as well. I mean, I think we'll see that on a national scale as well. Um, and, and it depends too, you know, as, like you said, I mean, yeah, I like to say, you know, on a macros, on a macro, like, you know, in terms of macro numbers, we're seeing these patterns or trends, but, um, there still are homes that are desirable. There still are homes that, you know, in pockets and there are pockets that are more, 
in demand than others. And, you know, um, there's still people playing ball, quote unquote, I guess, so to speak. Um, so yeah, I just think that that's, that's interesting. I think the other from, part of it is, oh, my bad, you go. No, to just to hear from your perspective, oh, okay. it's, it's um, reinforcing. Yeah. Um, I guess the other thing I was going to say when we talk market too, is just in general, right? Like prices can go down and the rest of the circumstances can remain unchanged. And so some of the things, you know, to be mindful of is, you know, homeowners at this current time, highest credit scores ever on record for mm-hmm. mortgage holders at this time, lowest foreclosures and bankruptcy in decades. So we don't have people uh, and also highest equity, right? So we don't have mm-hmm. people that need to panic sell. Um, you know, people are sitting on assets. Um, so it's not doom and gloom, fires in the streets and, you know, right. um, everything going downhill here. Um, we're just talking about to what degree are, are the brakes being pumped? Can we smell the, the, <laughs> you know, are, are the grinding? Is the rubber burning? Is the car, you know, ending up on the ground or, or are we going just, you know? It, um, mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of those other factors at play to be mindful of, because if you just keep it one, t- you know, single topic of like, oh, you know, prices are going down, days on market, it's going up. Um, you know, the economy itself and the economy on real estate is much larger than that. And so there's other mm-hmm. factors um, in this moment that weren't at play before. Um, no, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. Because when I, cause I like to be in other spaces too, to hear what other people are saying. Um, and a lot of people like in the crypto space, for example, are, you know, cause crypto is pretty much popped or, you know, it's, it's corrected, uh, which everyone actually was expecting it. Like I remember last year, like talking about, man, I can't wait for the next bear market. I can't wait for this stuff to go down 90%. I'm going to be starting new positions and stuff like that. So that was something that was already happening. And in this case, um, I think that what I'm hearing you say, or what I heard you bring up, which are two, I think two really critically important factors, which is, um, the, the, the millennials, you know, and the, the home formation age that we have that is, you know, we didn't have that in 2000, was it 2008 through 10, 11, um, the millennials at that time. And when people think of millennials, they think of like teenagers. I'm like, no, actually it's like 35, (laughs) you know, like, might be you, you know what I mean? Like there's millennials are actually older now. They're adults. They have children, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so, um, I think that's important. And then, and along with, um, what what was the other part you said, you said that the home formation scores on the mortgage origination, right. Right. And the equity too. Yeah. The equity that people have built up. Um, so yeah, I think that those two factors are just so important in this, in this time around, not to say there won't be a correction, but there's, there's some things that are really beneficial for the you know in terms of how 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 big of a correction will it be yep um the other thing we were kind of talking about i think this is the same thread for this was just what would we see kind of at the brokerage level and so when things Mm. shift like you know this is definitely the increase in disputes amongst agents Mm, yes brokers and clients and so that's how you know we're in a shift. Is, you know, <laughs> I've definitely gotten the, the DMs, the messages, the calls um, this last month where um, disputes are on the rise. Uh, yep. and that's just that's by nature of things changing and people trying to catch up, you know. Um, so that that's definitely my big signal and something I think we'll all be grappling with for for the next few months um on on our end i'm just and we're always this way i mean one of the things we 
love to have is, is great managing broker support and, and, and talk about contracts and strategy a lot. I mean, yep. especially for me, I love it. I mean, it's, I've troubleshot, you know, gosh, I'm, I don't want to get into the, I've done this many deals, agent banter, but I, let's just say I've troubleshot a lot of transactions mm-hmm. in the last couple of years and I love it. Um, but right now it's like, Hey, your stuff's got to be tight. Yeah. It's got to be tight. The notices you have to give to people, it's got to be tight. You can't be missing signatures in your stuff. If you have additional forms for, you know, home sale contingencies or other things that all that stuff's got to be filed and, and di- filed and dialed. Yeah. Uh, because, <laughs> um, you know, it gives me a leg to stand on. Right. Cause a lot of times in these disputes, they can't be handled at the agent level. It's usually, you know, I call the other managing broker and we're, and we're talking. Yep. And, and if I can say, Hey, you know, our stuff's dialed that, that takes us a long way. So anyway, that's kind of the thing I see since I know a lot of the, the agents listen to this, that's where I've kind of, you know, my spidey senses are like, Oh, here we go. It's another yep. few months of the, of these contract disputes coming up. No, that's, that's great insight. And it's also what I've seen, you know, when I see, cause I'm around Ann and she's our, she, you know, does the DB stuff for us. And, um, I'm seeing a lot of that, you know, and she, and there's a, yeah, they've just been really busy with, with transactional um, questions and not just transactional things happening. Um, and so I think that's great for our abodies to hear for one, um, that it's not just us here in our market. It's, yeah. it's all markets in terms of those disputes that we're seeing in, in those negotiations. And that's, a, that's a skill, honestly. Um, and we actually went over that like in 2000, I think 18, I was doing some some uh, book study type stuff, and we're probably going to get back to that. Um, you know, in terms of business communication, uh, you know, negotiations, things like that, some strategies and stuff around that. Because we're it sounds like we're starting to get back into that. I don't love it, but uh, it, as far as the environment, but as far as you know, it's one of those things when I think about you know the brokerages and we're talking about opening the offices and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. At least on my you know right now, Oregon, you know, that's my squad. So I'm like, mm-hmm. Hey, I got you, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. deep curse here. This is my thing. <laughs> this is what I do. Um, like, you know, if we get into the the spot where, you know, they have to be doing videos and stuff, I'm going to have to call you. But like, <laughs> as far as this part, I'm like, I got you. So, yeah. That's dope. No, that's, that's really good, man. Um, so that's, that's good for people to hear, I think, in terms of the waves of the market shift, you know, so to, to summarize, we have the negotiations and the, all that kind of stuff happening. Then we have the price improvements happening. Days on market are going to be a little bit longer. These are just all outcomes of just a, a market shift. And I, like I was saying before, I think it's just about the, the rate at which these happened, um, not necessarily the fact that they are happening. This actually is the business. This is what we um, have been doing for a long time. It's just a matter of like moving from one to the other in like literally two or three months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The mortgage you know? rate from 3% to 6%. Yeah. Like just, just <laughs> no all time. of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> just like, holy crap. We just yeah. did a 180 completely. Um, so let's, let's switch gears into reso tech, all that kind of stuff. Um, we were talking before and it's kind of been quiet on the tech front. Uh, and I don't know, it, what are you seeing out there? Yeah, I'd say it's kind of slowed down a little bit as far as like a lot of the brokerages who have been very tech focused have kind of backed off those, you know, points of view or, or storytelling components of, of yeah. their brands. Um, not seeing a lot of that. Um, 
you know, I, I, as far as new stuff, it's, it's a tough market, you know, valuations are down. It's hard to fundraise real estate techs historically very difficult if you have to work inside of the MLS. So it's already, you know, not always the most attractive place um, for people. And there's a lot of, you know, incumbents or people who've been around a long time who kind of have all those pieces put together. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's got to be a moment when that stuff's disrupted. So you kind of see some stuff hanging around. I guess, you know, Zillow killed their um, home buying business. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Open Door is crushing still. Mm. So, you know, I think it'll be interesting to look back um, in, after this year and go, did Open Door do something different? Are they just right? Ready? Still doing it longer than Zillow, and Zillow was right. So I don't think the answers are are totally there for that yet. I've I've read a lot about it, and um, so I'll be interested to see like why is Open Door still you know trucking along? Um, yeah, Zillow, Zillow slowed it down and, and turned it off. So but that's not really tech. Um, so you know I don't know. I, I don't know about a lot of new stuff. We talked about the showings platforms um, mm-hmm. last time. Yeah, I'd say still looks like showing times, you know, doing it. Yeah. going to launch um, a new version here pretty soon. And, and they're marketing all of that. Um, and then, you know, really uh, we were talking about the MLSs. Um, <laughs> and so I've sat through a lot Give of, Give me these, that hot take. <laughs> I've sat through a lot of these like consultant presentations and stuff. I am on the board of, of the MLS here in, in um, greater Denver and so, um, you know, it, it's been interesting for the MLSs because they're really, you know, to me, they're a data company. Mm-hmm. You know, they're custodians of, of all this data about home sales. And um, they're also a rules and regs organization, right? They enforce yep. um, how we conduct business, a, a lot of it, right? Outside yep. of the state regulators, they're, they're really, you know, talking about all of our digital marketing and all of our cooperation and, and compensation issues. And those are two huge things to be responsible for. Hell yeah. Um, Honestly, that's a, that's a tall order. And and they honestly don't get the respect, you know, that they deserve as organizations from the, from the agent level, myself included. Gosh, I mean, remember I'm an agent at the end of the day, (laughs) Um, but you know, it's always been a mystery to me, you know, what's happening in these places. And now I'm finally there and I'm like, dang, you know, in Colorado, for example, there's an excellent, excellent staff. It's huge. Mm -hmm. They handle so many, you know, inquiries from agents and they problem solve so many things and they're innovative and fast and good people yeah. care about the business in a really nerdy, deep way. Um, so, you know, but at the same time, maybe those two missions aren't enough. You know, mm. I think the MLSs look at the investment in real estate technology over these last 10 years, billions and billions of dollars. Yep. And they haven't gotten a dime. Um, interesting when, when they are, you know, running software, they are, you know, um, in control of, of the data that is gold, um, yep. out there right now. So I think if anything big is coming, it's going to be, you know, how are they going to come out dressed? How are they going to dress up when they come out in public next yeah. time? You know, yeah. right now they just kind of, you know, they're wearing their same kind of stuff. Mm-hmm you know, are they going to do a big shopping excursion and show up all blinged out and uh, <laughs> like trying to say, Hey, like we're the predominant, you know, technology layer and, and software yep. layer and business 
interface in a way they are they're not wrong if, if right. not, they haven't really come out like this um but if they did they're not totally wrong so um and i don't think there's anything necessarily good or bad um about that but i think if i was going to be a little early on something it would be like how are they going to show up to the party next time yeah 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 so you're saying mls's have a lot of a lot of leverage or in in terms of data and then since we have this big tech kind of crunch if you will or dip or bear market whatever you want to call it you look at tech stocks they're down every cryptos are down everything's down like 70 you know a lot um and these and which means the valuations are down which and then the government's making money uh you know more expensive to borrow so therefore you know these you know we talk about tech startups or all these these tech um leaning I guess, uh, ideas and, and, and ventures and things of that nature are kind of slowing down. Uh, we had, well, I think compass, I think that's national. I mean, I think it's news that everybody knows that compass shut down modus. Um, so, I mean, just, there's a lot of stuff happening, right? A lot of liquidation happening, a lot of, a lot of mm-hmm. stuff like that. So MLS is actually are in, they have the, they have the gold, they have, they have everything that everyone wants, um, and needs, to, to operate. And, and so you're saying that, and here's the hot take and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but are MLSs the new tech companies if they want to be? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, what I always say, right. Um, cause this is why, I mean, look, now I'm not saying everybody loves when I bring this stuff up, depending which chair I'm sitting in, but I try to bring myself to that chair, no matter where that chair is, what building, what organization. And when I sit there with an MLS, I go, all right, we got a hot designer, developer. Mm-hmm. They're looking at Pinterest, Uber, and the Association of Realtors of Tennessee. Yeah. Sorry. They're not coming to work there. Right. You know? And so there's a talent issue um, and some rebrand. That's why I'm saying, how are they going to come dress? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right now, I mean, the, the agents... <laughs> And they're helping you get paid agents. They're the ones who, who make, you know, making sure those deposits end up in that account. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they provide so much value. They um, do. I just, you know, I, I don't know how they're going to show up next time. I think, um, you know, they're going to have to have a shift in, in how they're viewed. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they deserve a shift in how they're viewed because of they drive the market so much and the, and they keep, everything sane and, and working and, and yep. organized. Um, the question will be like, do other people agree, uh, especially outside of the industry? Like, can you hire the best, you know, can you hire the best out of web three? Can you hire the best designer right. that work at, you know, the most important, you know, brands in the world to come work for organized real estate? That right. would be the thing. If that changes, then absolutely. They're the Titans of, uh, technology for the real estate category. There will be the biggest companies in the yep. world. Um, but I don't know. It's tough. You've been do in you these feel, buildings. <laughs> do you feel like that interoperability though? Like, do you feel like there has to be some element of that for this to, for, to, to attract that talent? Because like, let's say, you know, like let's take Northwest MLS, for example, is that even a big enough, you know, like size of, of a, of a MLS to even attract that kind of talent? What if there was some of that interoperability between different MLSs? And then that might be, would that be more attractive, say, for example, for a certain, you know, I don't know. That's, that's just when I hear you talking, that's what I'm thinking. 
Yeah. And maybe I'm focused too much on like how they're dressed and maybe, you know, less on how they're, you know, what they believe and what they stand for, because that's part of how you show up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I definitely think the interoperable piece is about making more stuff accessible, getting more people to, you know, create things and and build technology or or try things in the real estate. Right Right now that the MLSs are very, they're not all this way, but they're still very closed. They're kind of market making um, organizations at times. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we, we talked before, we're just like, you know, the, the data there could be, you know, sort of similar to a protocol layer where like, you know, let's get everything into API form. Let's yeah. put rules on the table and get people making lots of stuff. Right. Um, right. I would like to say that philosophically the MLSs may see merit in that and, and may want to go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tough. I don't know. Then maybe, yeah, they gotta see. They, maybe they got to, I don't know. It's it is hard. hard. I mean, every market too is different. Every, every, and has its own nuances and things that are, you know, in terms of what, whether it's geographical, you know, like if it's in Kansas, of course they don't have a lot of waterfront, you know, type stuff that they're dealing with, like that you might deal with on another, in another market, you know, like, I don't know, there's just so many different things. Um, so I, I don't want to oversimplify it, I guess, by that question. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just, it's just throwing it out there. Oh, that's part of the thing. But to, you know, shore that up. I think that's that's the space to watch for me. I don't think we're gonna see like new trinkets or new marketing tech coming along that's that's gonna make any big waves in real estate. I would yeah, I'll leave, I'll die on my hill of like if the MLSs figure out some new stuff to do, it could be super interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think that I think the ball's in their court. I mean, I think they have they hold a lot of a lot of a lot of keys. All right. Um well, I pre- I don't want to hold you too much longer, uh, but I do have one more segment, and it's called Hot Take. Absolutely. All right, you ready? All right, let's get it started. Summer or winter? Oh. Man, I thought I was going to be, <laughs> like, fast-firing on this. Man, oof. You know, I used to be winter, but I'm moving to summer. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. He's, he's changing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might get you in trouble on this one. Oregon or Colorado? Oh, <laughs> oh that's messed up. I'm gonna have to pick Utah because it's in between. <laughs> Utah, you, you can pick Utah. I I, I kind of set you up there. I'm not trying to set you up. All right, let's move and on to the next one. Great. And you've been to both. I mean, all these places. Look, the world's magical. They're all wonderful. <laughs> um, hiking or playing the drums. Oh, drums. I already hiked, man. I think, I mean, unless you're a lifer, I, I mean, I like hiking still. I'll still go places, but I hit it hard for a few years. I've been drumming since I was a kid, dude. That's, yeah. That's my space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Kool Aid or Tang? Ooh. I think I go Tang on that. Yeah. For sure. Orange yeah, Tang. Tang. Man, do they still even sell Tang? I don't even, I've never even seen a jar of Tang in so funny. long. <laughs> All right, last one. Josh Allen or Jim Kelly? Oh, that's so easy. (laughs) No disrespect to the, you know, legend of the 90s, but Josh Allen's the... (laughs) Okay, I thought you were going to say Jim Kelly because he got... No way, no. Got him there four times, what, four times? Yeah, and I won't disparage 
Jim Kelly in public on this. <laughs> you really want to get my take. You know? So tell you next time. Great legend in in it for Buffalo. Uh, but Josh Allen's built in, in a much different way. Uh, good people, leader, uh, maniac. Uh, and he hasn't even done on the field what he's capable of yet. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's my guy. Hey, um, so NBA Finals just just wound oh. down. I definitely follow uh, your threads on Twitter. I just like, yeah. just, um, you know, I got a couple people that I'm like, all right, this helps. This is like multi-screen experience. I watch the finals. I don't really follow the season at all. Yeah, Other yeah. Little storylines if I read it in, in some of the publications I have or uh, some Twitter clips. But I, I'll mm-hmm. watch, you know, I'll watch the playoffs for sure. Uh, God, it's so long, um, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it is. Um, I, I'd be curious to see, um, you know, where you see things going next. There's some clear superstars coming, you know, yeah. Luca, Luca's been there. Um, there's some good team, it, Denver being here. I'm like, man, if that team's healthy, you know, yeah, they, they could have done some damage. They, they're missing like one, one piece at point. They're missing their point guard. I mean, really are, um, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen next year? And it honestly, in the NBA, it's, it's all about the off season. Like in, I like, I like the fact that the Warriors won, um, what the Warriors are and what people are. And I tweeted this today, they're Spurs, Spurs 5.0, you know, like they're, they have three guys. They have a core three guys, Tim Duncan, Parker and, and, and Ginobili stuck together. They, they were really good. And then they were really bad. They didn't make playoffs a couple of years or whatever. And then all of a sudden they were good again because they just plugged in Kawhi and plugged in some other pieces. Um, I think this, the Warriors are of the same ilk. Um, you know, they, they have three guys who are, who are, you know, tremendous athletes and players. I think they have a chance to do it again next year if they can keep that core together and they're going to have to pay either Wiggins or pool, but that's okay. The Spurs mm-hmm. made it happen. They found another piece to plug in because they have those three guys. You just need those three guys. So I think, Next year, depend. I do think though LeBron is going to make a really strong uh, push. He's going to get someone. He might get two people. And then and then Dallas is going to improve. Everyone's going to improve. Um, but it, you still can't beat years of 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 chemistry. That that doesn't. And I think Boston will be right back there. I think the Bucks actually should have been there and would have probably won um, because they would have had the most dominant player in the series in Giannis. But they missed Chris Milton, who's an All Star. Like so, of course they're going to get beat. Like. You can't miss an all-star and then expect to keep going unless you have, unless you're LeBron. Um, but awesome was fun to watch, but except when they broke down, you know, it's like, yeah, they just kind of, they're just every game. Well, I think the next, what happens next season is too tough without knowing what happens in the off season. So then I'll, yeah. I'll ask you the real question then as a LeBron stand, you know, you've seen all the the stuff come out with Curry at the table with everybody oh. <laughs> is he at your table yet is he there or no not yet he's he's, he's top 10 for sure you, okay. you can't be the best shooter ever and 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 be not be in the top 10 so he's in the top 10 now for sure um in my opinion lebron set the table and changed the narrative in terms of what it takes to win when you can move jobs and mm-hmm. still be as effective as you were at the other one, and you took them to the place that you took that last place, that means that it's you. We haven't seen that from Michael Jordan. We haven't seen that from Steph Curry. We haven't seen that from Tim Duncan. We haven't seen that from – we've seen it from Brady. We've seen it from Manning. We've seen it from LeBron. We've seen it – but that's the new 
gauge in my opinion um going to a franchise that that has built themselves around you is you know that's great but like can you replicate that somewhere else under another coach under another franchise with new members like to me that's that's a ceo you know what i mean that's that's the level that i think steph has yet to get to if he but he, he's not going to move he can get as many rings as he want there into that to me that's the new narrative like people look at you know how I like to say I like to be where the ball's at and not where it, where it's going and not where it's at. LeBron's still playing, so we haven't had a chance to play that narrative out. But I think that that's the new narrative. Like you have to leave and replicate Unless it. Unless so. Curry goes to the Rockets, he's still he's still at ten. He's not moving up. <laughs> I, I I like honestly I, to me I love Steph. It might not seem like it, like on 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 Twitter. But I love Steph. Yeah, you just give him, you give him the hell. I give, I give him, I give just no different than Kobe. I respect Kobe, but it's more about the fans. I like giving their fans stuff. So, yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, you know, just yeah, you're you're great. I'm just really blessed and fortunate for you to be on here, uh, West and Maine homes. You guys just continue to kill it and continue to add value to agents, continue to grow. And uh, yeah, you continue to be a great voice in the real estate industry and community. So I appreciate and that. Thank man. you, man. I just, I love watching what y'all do. And the fact that you do this at all, you know, is cool. I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, chop it up anytime, but um, hopefully for the agents, you know, we had some valuable, you know, insights to hear us rap a little bit, but uh, you know, just love this business and trying to help them do whatever they can and, and the community too. So uh it's fun and uh yeah we gotta fix the haven't seen you in a bit yeah no i know we'll fix that man for sure all right ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in and listening and listening to us uh just chat you're a fly on the wall with me and craig fisher (laughs) talking all things um and we'll be back next week all right peace